I feel like you should just do this thing where you always have a nickname on Twitter and never explain it to anybody. Because <laughs> anybody looking article at your Tom Twitter is right now, now is just like, who? Why is yeah. the article Tom? And the same reason with like three belts. You never came out and explained it. I why never explained three belts, but it's okay. I'll continue to be a mystery. And welcome back to episode three of the thirteen oh six live podcast. I'm back from my hiatus in parts unknown. I am here with my co-host, Jaden Article Tom himself, Becker. How are you today? I'm doing great. Gabriel, we missed you. Oh, thank you. Wow. And uh, it, it, it took some time for you to come back, but it's an honor to see you here. I'm so excited. This is a special Wednesday episode of this show. We never do it on Wednesdays, but it was just like, it's got to happen. <laughs> got to get back. Got to get back to the old thing. I'm really, really, really yeah, happy to be back. Back on the grind. Back on the grind. So, today we're not doing... Uh, too much of the past week because it's kind of like it's a weird part of the week in terms of the wrestling schedule there's like NXT and All Elite tonight and then so we're just doing uh, a bit on Backlash and a bit on Raw and then we're going into the trivia for the returning big show because (laughs) I guess and then we're doing (laughs) and then we're doing a debate on the greatest match of all time in honor of course of the greatest match of all time that took place last Sunday. We're gonna. We're, uh, this is really a debate for the second greatest match of all time, realistically, because uh, on Sunday it was the greatest <laughs> wrestling match of all time. I, I guess it, 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 it's a very subjective statement. Um, no, it was the <laughs> name of the show. What do you mean subjective? Oh yes, yes. What yes, do you yes, mean? Uh, they, they WWE turned it into a fact, so that <laughs> that is the greatest wrestling match of all time. Did you, it was in matter. LED lights on the stage. What do you mean subjective? They had You're right. They had yeah. Howard Fingal and everything. Alright. Do you want to start with Backlash? We're only sure. realistically there's only unless you have a different note. Do you want to talk about the greatest wrestling match of all time? I hate saying that. I hate saying that. I hate <laughs> there's so a couple much. things I want to talk about. Alright, if there's something um, else, go for that first. Before we get to that, I think we'll, we'll bounce around a bit. The Apollo Crews Andrade match for the kickoff show. I thought it was odd that they placed it there, but I understand why throughout the show. It's a storyline that needs to be seen, so might as well make it free, mm. right? And Apollo mm. Crews is obviously going to make some big changes going forward. I like the three-way uh, tag team match, and as I talked about in the art, I think um, Banks and Bailey are going to hold on to that championship for a while until fans come back. It's going to be a literal thing that holds them together, and once they lose that title they're going to lose their friendship and it's going to be that big moment they're supposed to have that big moment at SummerSlam in uh, Sasha Banks hometown of Boston but uh, obviously because of current events that's not going to happen Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus we saw Sheamus come out on top and for a lot of people that was a surprise surprise to me I had Hardy winning that one and Sheamus winning that match I I understand it and I think the reasoning of Hardy coming back was to get Sheamus over once again. As how many times have we had to get Sheamus over? But we get him over once again as a, a, a heelish dude that uh, can wreck stuff. And I, I want to see where he goes from here. I think Sheamus can find his way into the universal title picture. Uh, Sheamus has the best haircut in the history of pro wrestling, James. <laughs> uh, there's just. I think you could say that. I think you could say that. Oscar Nia Jax. Uh, damn man, that that. I understand. I got in a couple arguments with a couple people about um, this match and if it was a botch or it wasn't a botch. It turns out that it came out that it wasn't a botch. That was the way that the match was supposed to end. But the way it looked sure did not make it look <laughs> like that was the case. And maybe it's just my Nia Jax uh, 
non-biased about how much she has botched in the past mm. Uh, mm. in her career in general mm-hmm. you know she's, she's yeah. has been the walking botch <laughs> the walking botch the walking botch you know me. i give a lot of credit <laughs> i give a lot of credit to nia Jax because she does some things that a lot of female wrestlers can't do but at the same time she's has been working stiff so mm. um braun Strowman versus the miz uh braun Strowman obviously coming out on top uh, and we could see the dissension of Miz and Morrison. I talked about that uh, weeks ago, uh, having Miz and Morrison break up because the SmackDown tag team division being pretty uh, stacked unless they want to move them to Raw. Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, great job doing. Bobby Lashley coming out, putting McIntyre into Full Nelson, still haven't given that move a proper name, but Full Nelson, I guess that works either way. Mm. Lana coming out and interfering could be a way of writing her off television. Thought. According to Mr. Montel Vontavious Porter. <laughs> Thought. Thought. It could be a way of writing her off television given Rusev is no longer in the company and uh, her association with Rusev is obviously strong given that they're still married in real life. So that could be a definite possibility. And then now this part of Backlash that had my head spinning as Street Profits clash against the Viking Raiders. <laughs> These two were supposed to have a match that got announced late the day before or the day of Backlash, which, all right, at least they'll have a match. It would have been nice to have them announce it at least on Raw or maybe even on the SmackDown before, right? But no, they're going to be announced that day. But they end up doing a cinematic segment, which is nice. You know, the WWE gets to show off their Adobe Premiere skills, which is always great. <laughs> they have been doing that from <laughs> So... They've been doing that, and it was great up until the ninjas. So <laughs> it was great up until the ninjas. So now uh, I'll let you I'll let you talk about your opinion on the the greatest wrestling match ever, as it was dubbed. Uh, what did you think? Well, first of all, I've already staked my claim on Twitter as the number one big ninja fan. Uh, <sighs> I I think that he has a future in the company, and I think he that do- okay, well, big we'll ninja is going is we'll a get future to this WWE on champion. We'll- big ninja. It has a, right. has a future, okay? I don't think so. Okay, we'll get to this on Raw, but so far, not so good. But I'll, I'll, we'll get to that on Raw. Look, Big Ninja still has... I hate, I hate this. I hate referring to somebody as Big Ninja, but I'm going to do it Big anyway. Ninja. Big Ninja has time to grow as a character, as a competitor, and as a person, okay? I think Big He's Ninja... He's already off to a really rough start. Big Ninja has a future, okay? He's already <laughs> off to a really rough start. Okay, yeah, that, there had to be. I know there had to be some way to introduce him, but I don't know if the best way to introduce him was with the Kira design. So we'll get we'll get to that more. But what did you think of the greatest wrestling match ever? So it was dope. So here's the thing: it was a very good match. Uh, I thought it would have fit nice and snug into the middle of an NXT takeover, but I wouldn't call it the greatest wrestling match of all time. The, the whole beginning bit. Uh, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago that wrestling is kind of hokey and i'm like oh that's what you mean because with the with the like it was it was cool i guess to hear howard finkel well it wasn't cool i guess it was cool to hear howard finkel's voice again rest in peace i think he died i'm pretty sure he did yes he did i'm like right am i just saying that's why that's why i was really surprised (laughs) yeah that they had either there was a voice edited or it was pre-recorded before he passed away i'm sure he's called their matches at some point. Finkel's been around since... Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. So I don't doubt that that was audio they took off, like, a SmackDown from 2003 or something. I don't know. But, yeah, it was cool to hear his voice. And then and then there was the whole Madison Square Garden, like, podium thing. I was like, 
I don't even know what this is. I, I get it's supposed <laughs> to be like old school vibe time, but it, I, it didn't make any sense to me. And then, I thought that was cool. I thought that was cool. They're trying to give it that effect of like this is an important match and many important matches happened at Madison Square Garden. So no. I, I, I understood it. But I, I, I thought it was good. The only problem I had was the crowd noise, the piped in crowd noise. That's the only problem. I had. Yeah, right, right. And also, everything else I thought was good. And also, uh, Charles Robinson was dressed up as an old school ref, which I I just thought that was. So I thought cute. that was good that too. Was I so thought that cute. was like I thought that was unique. I thought that was fun. When, when I talk about hokey, I mean like ninjas. That I thought that <laughs> was hokey is that like come on, Jane, I swear please. to God, you like, say one more cool. bad word about big ninja, I'm jumping you. No, I'm, I'm okay with big ninja. Uh, I'm, you're I'm, damn I'm right, you're okay with big ninja. Little, you know what's good I'm for I'm messed up with all the little ninjas. I don't like all the little ninjas. Why did that need to happen? That's like like the. To solve the raw ta- oh, we're get- to solve the raw tag team division, the answer is not ninja. Like, please stop. And it's this is ninja. why you're not on WWE creative, okay? I know. Ninjas I know. is the answer. Ninjas is the answer. I'm gonna uh, like literally. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman <laughs> gets booted, and now Brother Love says, "Oh, let's do some ninjas." <laughs> so uh, I'm guessing this had to be a Heyman idea because there's no way they could have recorded that that fast, but. I don't know. Paul Heyman is, yeah. is fired as executive director for two freaking hours, and all of a sudden, there's a seven foot three ninja on our screen. <laughs> and the big show. And, and the big show. <laughs> but anyway, back to the greatest wrestling match of all time. One thing I noticed was uh, the spots in the match. Usually, these days, rather, a spot, a huge spot in a match would be, I don't know, somebody shooting someone out of a cannon through 15 tables that are also on fire. But a really huge spot in this match was a superplex off the top rope. And that is the first time in quite a few years I've been like, oh my god, a superplex, this might be it. Right? Because as wrestling fans, um, and the speed wrestling is, and uh, it's much faster than it used to be. It's much more energetic Mm -hmm. fans underestimate the impact of a superplex because they're hit so often to absolutely no avail so for that to be a believable huge spot in the match is a testament to the quality of wrestling that edge and orton were displaying it was i was like oh my god a superplex what the hell and then like a finisher a finisher was like oh my gosh like this might be the actual finish because I mean, again, these days somebody hits their finisher like three times before the match actually ends. So yeah, and like, what they did right was save those finishers. Exactly. Yeah, 100% right. Yeah, I, what you, what you said is one hundred percent right. And the reason because of that is because they took their time with the match and they let it breathe. It was very mm-hmm. very slow paced, but that slow paced helped tremendously, tremendously. I was a little surprised that there was blood. Um, I guess you have to have that in the greatest match of all time, and uh, Orton busted open over the right eye, and it, it was—I I, would have liked to see it not from a headbutt, but at the same time, I thought I thought it was fine, and the, I love the callbacks to the old finishers, mm. so they could have those finishers in the match, and they could have like devast- we all know these moves as devastating moves, but it still protects their moves—the spear and the RKO. Mm. Yeah, it buries the hell of the Rock bottom, but you know the Rock isn't coming back anytime soon. So yeah, the, this match was really well done. And it was the only pre-recorded match on the card. I think I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. Only pre-recorded match on the card. And the saddest thing to see come out of it is that now Randy Orton is such a dast, dastly heel, mm-hmm. right? And our edge is gone because of a torn tricep. Yeah, you know? that that bit does definitely suck. Yeah, and, and it's not the fault of it can't. It's not anybody's fault. 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's life. That's injury. You know, it happens. And it's almost like throwing your body at the ground is bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm no expert, but I yeah. think that you shouldn't do that. <laughs> typically, typically, it's not the greatest, idea, <laughs> except when you're in the greatest wrestling match of all time. If you are in the greatest wrestling match of all time, yeah. you have full reign to throw your uh, body at the ground, right? Yeah, Andrew. I I, I think this is dubbed the greatest wrestling match ever, right? Right. Is it? No. But was it a great match? 100%. Oh, Without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. It was 100% a great match. This match is, is great. But was it the greatest wrestling match ever? No. But for, some people might feel that way. Uh, some, some people might feel that way. Some people might feel that way. And they, and they, they have all right to because that's their opinion. Is it is it a opinion that's backed by many others? Probably not. But I think they, maybe they might three be people by, feel by that way. Minority. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't Vince think Vince is one of them for sure. Uh, yeah. No, the match was def- it definitely <laughs> delivered. It was worthy of yeah, being in the main event. Definitely a great event. match. Yeah. It was very very good. All right. Uh, on to Raw. On to Raw. Uh, go ahead and what do you what do you got for Raw? For Raw, I have. Let's see, what do I have? I have Dominic mm. coming out. I have uh, Dominic coming out and attacking Seth Rollins. I have. Uh, Apollo Crews and Shelton Benjamin. Any other night, that is a not-so-important match. But, oh boy, that match was they pre- made pretty important. important in the career of Apollo Crews. Yeah, and um, I also have uh, Christian Orton. Yep. Yeah, I just... Uh, so my thing, it, it's just the Randy Orton thing as a whole. And I... You're right. You said before, Randy Orton is now this dirty, dastardly heel. And I agree. I think Randy uh-huh. Orton is now the best heel in the company. Yeah, I tr- he but is now, the strongest, most yeah. believable heel, especially after his whole bit with Flair and Christian. That <laughs> that was very yeah. just like, and he even said, "Oh, yeah. I feel like that legend killer again." And I'm just like, "Please say killer legend, just say it, just say it, just say it." <laughs> He's not gonna say it, but you know, so I it's just it's so cool to see Randy Orton on the attack. Just and mm-hmm. I this is what I said earlier uh, a couple weeks ago. I was like, yeah, let's just see that aggressive Randy Orton constantly on the attack, constantly has something to hit somebody. I don't know. There, I love the aggressive Randy Orton that looks for people to fight, and uh, it, yeah, I the, love it too. I love it too, and, and he's he's just so strong. It's such a believable heel. But before I make my point, I need to go through the rest of the card for it to make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So we saw uh, Kevin Owens and Angel Garza. They had their match. Uh, Angel Garza and Andrade obviously having some tension there. But Zelina Vega says we need to stop fighting against each other and start working together. They could form up as a legitimate tag team and maybe help the Raw tag team division if they decide to go that way. If not, and they split up, it is what it is. Angel Garza has been touted by Vince McMahon as the next uh, Eddie Guerrero or as a young Eddie Guerrero. So that's a pretty high (laughs) praise for uh, Angel Garza, but uh, he definitely has talent. The thing about Um, that claim is Vince McMahon, it's difficult for me to believe, because here's the thing. Angel Garza is good at wrestling in Hispanic. Eddie Guerrero was also good at wrestling in Hispanic. I think that's about where it goes. <laughs> with I, Vince. I guess no, because I, I've seen Garza be able to pull off some heel tactics and heel stuff that I haven't seen in a long time. Like he's the first legitimate heel that does heel things because he's a heel, not because oh you made me do this, oh it's your fault, oh no he's just he's just a heel. He's just straight up not a good guy, and that in. We haven't seen that in a while. Well, we then couldn't you say the same for Andrade? Could you not say the same thing for Andrade? No, yeah, exactly. Th- th- this is the only group in so long that we've seen, like, oh, they're bad guys because they're bad guys, right? And, and like, with uh, Randy Orton and um, 
Seth Rollins. Like, they're bad guys, but at the same time, they're doing this all oh, for the greater good. I'm doing it for the good. No, like, these guys are just That's assholes true. because they're assholes. That's right? true. I, I, I love that. This is true. Like, we haven't had that in so long. Garza's Why just can't a dick we have that more being a dick. You're absolutely correct. Yes, exactly. We, we don't have these backwards motives that... <laughs> intertwined and like why are you a bad guy because he's just an ass that's just fine <laughs> that's fine and, that, and that's okay sometimes and that's okay there's a place in you wrestling know? for assholes <laughs> just because they're assholes there is yes, absolutely that, that is that. what pro wrestling is for exactly lana and bobby lashley had their altercation on monday night raw we saw bobby lashley want a divorce from lana and as we talked about this could be it. This could be the one that writes her off television. It only came one day later. Uh, she had a segment with Natalia towards the midway through the show. And maybe that's something, maybe it's not. But either way, Lana has been such a great worker for the company. She has done everything that uh, they have asked her to do. And she she's just a, a superstar. She's a superstar, superstar, superstar. Does she deserve to go? No, but because of her husband leaving and her having such... Uh, deep ties with him like because given their real life married i hear their friends um, yeah. i could yeah <laughs> um yeah it's gonna be it, i wonder what they really do with her I uh, she has now, been she has been a smidge yeah. horrendously misused uh a bit this a smidge but in pre- previously what was it 31 wrestlemania 31 she was at the top of her game no one could touch her yeah I, no one could touch her yeah no lana she deserved better she definitely did. Yeah, she deserves better. Viking Prophets versus Akira Tozawa and Ninjas. Ninjas! Ninjas. Yes! So, yes! That's your favorite. And obviously yes! Viking Prophets. So instead of instead of solving the tag team division, they just made everybody into one tag team. So they now didn't back solve to... it. They did not solve it. They upgraded the tag team division. No, are no, you kidding me? No. Dude, the Ninjas so... are the next four horsemen. The next uh, freaking yeah. evolution. It's like the shield, but with one more member. And Akira Dazawa is both the brains, the brawn, and the beauty. Look at him. How can you not say he's beautiful and strong and, and smart? I believe you. I believe it when I see it. I believe <laughs> what do you I mean? Because... <laughs> You've already seen it, bro. He has ninjas. Ninjas. <laughs> they, squash, they squash the ninjas like that was bullshit. 30 seconds. Squash them. Viking Prophets just tear them to the ground. Uh, Akira Tazawa calls on Big Ninja. And I'll pull up his name in a minute, but call him up and then, well, <laughs> it's the big show! Yeah. Oh, so he, <laughs> the big show returns, and he's a baby face now. Last we saw him was at WrestleMania, and at WrestleMania, he was in, I guess, the guess the main event of WrestleMania, because it was the last match of WrestleMania, if you want to get technical, against Drew McIntyre, uh, came out and challenged him to a match minutes after he beat Brock Lesnar, and and obviously ended up losing, but the Big Show show has also been doing other things on the Big Show show. Sorry, I said that <laughs> a little too early, but yeah, he, he has been on that Netflix series, and now he's back to the dismay of me. Yeah, I, I'm upset with uh, Big Show returning because <laughs> I, I just can't. I just can't. I'm sorry. I think I, Big Show it, is only so back annoying. to advertise his show. I'm not gonna lie. That that has to be it. I, that has to be why. I haven't watched a minute of it. Have you? No. I'm going to at some point, <laughs> just because I, I have to. I think to. we have to now. I have to know. 
Can we come, can we do a segment next week about a review of the Big Show show? I think that could be uh, put together. Yes. Maybe not. It's gonna be some point. We're gonna do a review of the goddamn Big Show show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Big Ninja. His real name is Jordan. His last name is difficult to pronounce. So if I butcher it, it it's my fault. But O Omagbinin, Jordan sure. Omagbinin, and he is the Big Ninja standing at seven three. 7'3", tallest superstar in the company. Now that's a big ninja. Uh, he is a very big ninja. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't understand why couldn't he put be put out as the next great giant. He the was put out as the next right? great giant, you dingus. He's no. a big ninja. I know, I know, but why couldn't he, Why did he have to come out as a freaking ninja? Because why couldn't he come out as a regular person that just destroys people? Because he's big and large. And I understand the big show. I would understand the big show coming back if it's sort of a Jeff Hardy situation like with Sheamus to get him over. Right? Like, oh, he beat the big show. But then again, the big show hasn't done squat since 2016. So... Look, Big Show could have been fresh, and Big Ninja would have still just <laughs> destroyed him. Big Ninja is goaded, honestly. I, <laughs> I, I, I believe that he probably will be goaded. It's just, I don't understand why I had to start like this. <laughs> Look, it's annoying. <laughs> I need to stop defending this. It's a great meme, but, like, it's so stupid. It really is just the dumbest. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen Jordan O's matches. I don't, I'm not going to try to pronounce the last name. But I've not seen any of his matches. I don't really know how he is. Why would I know if I haven't seen his matches, obviously? But uh, I really, I for the guy's sake, I don't love or hate him. But since he's a person, I hope he is treated better than this in the future. <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he excels. I really hope he does well. But, but this is a very tough start. Seth Rollins invites Ray and Dominic Mysterio. To the ring, obviously Ray being sacrificed, as Seth Rollins likes to call it, by shoving his eye into the corner of the steel steps. Uh, Dominic sneaks up from behind and attacks Seth Rollins as uh, Rollins offers Dominic to either join the disciples or be sacrificed like his father. Dominic obviously making his stance there by attacking Rollins and running away through the crowd, which happened multiple times. I've seen people go through that crowd of Raw. Obviously, um, news coming out that someone in... I, I believe okay so with everything that's come out now I believe that it had to be a person in the in the fans area mm-hmm. that they like behind the plexiglass that had COVID-19 and right. did attend an event so that all came out and now looking back on that now it just makes me cringe thinking that you had both the Street Profits and Dominic run through so yeah that's just, a, just a mess just a mess that defeats the entire purpose yeah. it really just does <laughs> why put up the plexiglass and we just gonna walk right through it and none of them are wearing masks and they were not allowed to wear masks according to reports none of them are social distance and they're supposed to be but they're just standing next to each other at this point Florida was one of the highest rates of COVID-19 in the country so there's just some good shit this is so good <laughs> yeah i don't I put it better myself <laughs> i don't i have no idea it really is just laughable that that exists that yeah. like like okay the the, the, the flexiglass or whatever it's called is there the barrier it's like oh yeah our superstars are protected and uh wait what do you mean we you want them to run through what do you mean you want okay so and it's and then it, they also get the, the i remember the first week they got involved in the match like the in, in between breaking up lashley and uh right, McIntyre, yeah like a week's back like come on like aew just does it right like they, they put mgf out there in the crowd they put cody in the crowd they put they, they, they don't care 
You could be a the champion, and you're still sitting in the crowd. Britt Baker it legitimizes and Rose it. Royce. This is just a bunch of freaking nobodies that are gonna end up being somebody's one day, especially blue headband guy. Watch out, Eric Bugenhagen, dude. Guy. Have you not seen Eric blue Bugenhagen on NXT? He was on That's NXT him. a minute ago. <laughs> That's him. Yeah, Eric Bugenhagen, oh, the yeah. one that like screws I forget really because loud. it's been a long time. The one that screws. Dude, him. he's hyped. Dude, Eric Bugenhagen's dope. I love him. I've been wondering where he's been. It's good to see he's still around. I love Eric (laughs) Bugenhagen. He's been designated to the crowd with the rest of the coronavirus fools. (laughs) He has been he's been awesome. Um, Anyways (laughs) Rey Mysterio's career um, in the WWE has always uh, been in question given that his contract is coming up to date. Um He's, I think he believes he needs to resign by October. And one of the things that Ray really wanted was his son to be taken care of. And obviously we're seeing that he is going to be taken care of in some way, shape, or form, given that he's been put into a story with Seth is, Rollins. Is Dominic Mysterio, or I don't know, I think his last name is actually Gutierrez. But is, is he, is Ray Mysterio's son, is he actually contracted by WWE? I don't know. I don't know yet. And if he is, I, it might be under one of those... And the the performance center contracts and just now is on TV given that he is his son. I was gonna say because right? he's doing a lot of WWE stuff. I would hope that they're giving him a little bit of a little bit yeah. of cash for it. Well, yeah, I would think he's getting a little bit of pushback, but at the same, you know, at the same time, I mean, hey, has he ever wrestled the match? Like his his WWE debut. He's been around WWE forever. His debut, I think, was uh, was it 06 when him and Eddie. <laughs> when uh, Ray and Eddie fought for the custody of That was a hell of a storyline. I remember <laughs> that, that was a storyline. I, I am your daddy. That one under the rug. The Iconics beat Liv Morgan and Natalia. Simple as that. Of course. Uh, the Iconics call out um, Bailey and Sasha Banks. Uh, they don't come out as they offer a championship rematch, only two on two instead of a triple threat match. Later in the night, when Bailey and Banks come out to celebrate their backlash victory and Bailey's birthday, so happy birthday to Bailey! End up getting a nice haircut with a birthday cake in the back. Uh, the iconics interrupt and uh, once again wait for an answer. Banks is slapped across the face by Kay, and forcing the title match for next week as Bailey obliges. So this is great. I love the iconics. Some people don't. I do. I think they're one of the best talking. Uh, mm. uh, female tag teams and not even female tag teams female uh, wrestlers in general maybe behind Flair but uh, I, I think they're great I love them I love them I love them they play their characters so well as those like yeah. two best friends who are just obnoxious mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah. there is nobody better in the nobody business in terms of the the obnoxious best friends character than Kay yeah. and Royce they just because I think they're genuinely obnoxious best friends I know they're best Morgan friends been, yeah but that, Liv Morgan has been pushed down and down and down. Dude, what do you think about that? Do you think that's that this is the end of Liv Morgan, or there's going to be a comeback story, or what's what's the deal? It kind of sucks that they six Charlotte Flair on her like three weeks in a row, or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel like that's not a great way to start a push by losing to the top female superstar in the company. But uh, I oh god. They've been trying to push Liv Morgan every which way since she was in NXT, and it's almost mm. never worked. And if it has worked, it's been it's been because she was in the Riot Squad. Squad? The Riot yeah. squad. squad. The the Riot Squad. <laughs> uh, realistically, so it's I I don't want to say that I don't think Liv Morgan has a chance because I think she has a cool character idea. I'm I'm open to the idea of her potentially getting. A believable push someday. I I just want to see it happen. Yeah. 
it just hasn't happened for me. She's not gotten over the way that yeah, she has not that, the way I don't that think they've she's tried to make for everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough one, but this is what it is. What's next? Apollo Cruz versus Shelton Benjamin for the United States Championship. Shelton Benjamin, about before this match completely, MVP went up to Apollo Cruz saying, uh, "Congratulations for his victory at Backlash." And MVP gave him the offer that he gave Bobby Lashley, saying that he wants to offer his services to Apollo Cruz. Uh, Cruz respects the offer, but he declined, given that um, MVP hasn't done a great job winning. Last day championship, although it pushed him to a WWE title shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP rephrases and offers him again, but this time in a more threatening manner. Uh, also Rude. on, I believe, Rude. a WWE Network exclusive, uh, MVP offered Benjamin the same offer. So that, that was a little behind the curtain backstage type of dealio. Benjamin starts off strong and rolls up Apollo Cruz with two feet on the bottom on the second rope for leverage, but the referee catches him moments later. Cruz rolls up Benjamin and grabs the second rope. So now the face doing heel tactics mm-hmm. ends up getting the win and, and scurries away with the championship belt with a smile on his face. And I got to love Apollo Cruz smile. Maybe the perfect smile. Best smile in WWE. Hot take right there. Oh, no. He's got a beautiful smile. I hate, smile. I hate that he has such yeah. a beautiful smile because if they're going to try to transition him to a heel, it's not going to work. How can you hate that smile? It sucks. Exactly. It's, so, it's just too nice. <laughs> He, I think weeks back, maybe a month back, month and a half back, they said that Cruz was going to turn heel. That, that was the rumors floating around, that Cruz was going to turn heel, he's going to go with MVP, and they're going to make a faction. MVP was going to be a guy that brings all these people together, right? Right. Now, <laughs> I don't get this for a couple reasons. One is because... I thought this was going to be swept under the rug because of the music change and now he's more upbeat. He wins the championship. Maybe that was just a decoy to get us to think that way. But then again, you have to also think too. I, I, I'm i sort of, it might be very early on and I wrote about this more in depth in the article. Right. I compare this to the Jinder Mahal situation where the WWE tries to get into that Indian market, right? So they try to get themselves into that Indian market, get all that money that's pouring out of there. This was for um, this was this was the Jinder Mahal push, by the way. They're not trying to do this with Apollo Cruz, <laughs> just for the listeners. <laughs> so yeah, they're not. <laughs> yeah, Apollo Cruz appeals to the Indian market because I yes. guess. <laughs> so, but I'm trying to draw comparisons. Yes. I didn't think this is the best way I can do it. They try to go into that Indian market, but then now they end up turning this guy heel. So why would the Indian market want to root for a heel when they could root for a face when they're just going to lose to the white guy at the end? So now... It's because Jinder Mahal the world, wasn't world, a believable face, but they could have done it with someone else. But I think they could have made him a believable face. Mm. I think they could have made him a believable face. It, like, it was a story that wrote itself. I, I, this is another long topic, but Virginia Mahal is a story that wrote himself of a guy that comes from nothing to something, right? And it's literally the perfect underdog story. He was a part of a three-man band. Come That's on. facts. You can't, like, you can't write that any better. <laughs> the guy that goes to three-man and win WWE Championship, and he was the first one to do it, besides, and then McIntyre did it after, but McIntyre went off on a different path, like a NXT path. Yeah. So now, with the whole Black Lives Matter movement and... The black community, not only in the WWE, but around the world, is as strong as ever. You're going to take some of the top black superstars in the company and turn them heel just to lose to the white guy at the end. Right. I think that's just really messed up. I think that's really messed up. Obviously, we have some great faces that are 
Black in WWE. The Apollo Cruz is a great example. Apollo Cruz. Right, and obviously not all black people have to be faces, but th- this now, this now, I don't think is the best look. No, it's no, no. That that could, I, my opinion could be completely wrong, but I, I'm just trying to draw comparisons where the where it looks that this is going. Yeah, it, it would make no damn sense under any circumstance to turn Apollo Cruz heel. He's he's just such a believable baby face. He yeah. is. He's yeah. He has potential, he's always had potential, to be one of the best baby faces in the company. Maybe not, mm. oh, like, the most dominant world champion of all time, but the man has been a fan favorite, even when he wasn't even pushed that hard. People, oh my god, like, oh great, Apollo Crews, everyone loves to see him. He's He's got a really, really great energy about him. Turning him heel would just snuff all of that out, and then you've just got this guy who is so obviously a face... Just trying to be a bad guy. Yeah. And I'm not saying Cruz isn't <laughs> talented enough to become a heel and learn how to be a heel. The guy works hard. He's talented. I'm just saying <laughs> maybe you don't have... He doesn't have to work that hard to be yeah. a babyface. I'm sorry. He just doesn't. He's exactly. just yeah. naturally... He's just such, natural. Yeah. yeah I, but, it, but we never know. We have have ever seen him be a heel. So maybe he could just be a, a great heel but we just don't know it yet. I, Have we ever seen it? I don't think so. If that happens, I hope he's a great heel. I yeah. think it is not completely unreasonable to keep him face, though. Yeah. Nowhere gonna near. We're going to run through these going to run through these next two because we're running short on time a little bit. We've got a couple more segments. Bobby Lashley and MVP versus R-Truth oh and Drew McIntyre. Originally, this was for a winner-take-all 24-7 championship on the line and WWE championship oh on the line. Wow. Winner would take both of those belts and... Um, uh, R-Truth ended up putting McIntyre into this situation. McIntyre really upset about it. R-Truth able to take one pe- belt off of it. Sadly, it was a 24-7 and not the WWE <laughs> Championship. So this put some stakes into the match, and it made me a little stressed out. But uh, for me, all this did was promote the fact that R-Truth is a future Hall of Famer. I really don't care what anybody says. He's 48 years old, still working in the ring at a high level, and he's just the wait, funniest guy in the world. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. R-Truth is 48? 48 years old, 1972. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Wait, dude, what? He's not, bro, he's not, no, 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 seriously, Jaden, Jaden, how old is R-Truth? I'm not joking with you, he's 48 years old, go get up. Jesus, I believe you, that's that's just wild, that is just wild. Yeah, he, he... He's a really special guy, and he, he for someone that I guess people would say is at the bottom of the barrel of, of WWE booking, he has just taken everything that they have given him, given that twenty four seven championship, and then done amazing things with it. So he 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 is a Hall of Famer in my book. You could think differently, but no, uh, when no. I think of a Hall of Famer, I think of someone that adds something to the company that is immeasurable, and it, that's our truth. Yeah, absolutely. No, look, the thing about our truth, right? So this has me thinking. In 2010, 2011, 2000, I don't know if it was 2012, but R-Truth had a pretty decent heel run. Yeah. Very entertaining. And yeah. I'm not going to lie, I remember like the the 2010 or whatever. And I also think back to his early days in NWA TNA where he was also a very serious heel. And you look at him, and he's got a very good energy. So I'm literally just thinking about it now. Just to think that our truth could be a believable heel, that might have just <laughs> changed my opinion on Apollo Crews. Yeah. Because... Yeah. It, it's, it's a little different because our truth is he could turn that switch. I don't mm-hmm. know if Apollo Crews can turn that switch. But we just don't know yet. 
we already yeah, know our truth can. Yeah, we don't know. But uh, so that knowing that our truth, being the bright, energetic guy he is, similarly to Apollo Cruz, can become a believable heel yeah. and has been. I I I don't think I'm going to discount uh, Apollo Cruz's ability to become a heel just just because of that. Just because I know it's possible with someone else that has that bright energy and is very just has a positive. I, uh, I guess aura about him. He's just yeah, just a happy guy. Happy guy. <laughs> I don't know. Nia Jax, Nia Jax versus Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship. This is a rematch from Backlash after both of them were double counted out, in which we talked about looked a little bit like a botch. But Oscar uh, retains her championship here on Monday Night Raw after. Nia Jax pushes the referee. Referee goes to disqualifier, but before the disqualification happened, Asuka rolls up Nia Jax and the referee quick counts. Jax. There you go. Got it all Ooh. out. Now, when I first saw it, uh, I was like, all right, this happened. But I feel like this could have been what happened at Backlash and it would have made more sense because it protects both of them. And like the argument that I got into is like, on, on paper, this protects both of them. Jax doesn't lose with the double count out and Asuka keeps her title, but it looked like a botch. Mm. This, uh, although Jax loses, it's not really a real loss given that she was quick counted. Yeah. So it does protect her there and it even makes her look more devastating given that she um, demolished the referee, right? <laughs> so if anything, this promotes Jax, then hurts her as making it look like she's just the botch master. Yeah. So. The thing about Jax, uh, yeah, yeah. the thing, or really any strong heel, any bigger superstar is that is a really good way to let them like lose but not hurt them tremendously is mm-hmm. by acceptable babyface shenanigans whether that be yeah. rolling them up or you know they piss off the ref and then something happens there it's yeah. a it's a good yeah. way to keep the title off them but at the same time yeah. not bury them so it was it was uh, done it was yeah. done right if that was done at backlash that would have been a lot i would have liked that a lot more 100% than yes than what they did yeah Yes. Finally, last but definitely not least, Christian versus Randy Orton. Yes, Christian, if the Christian we all know. <laughs> He's got a cool theme song. Great theme song and a classic one as well. Wow, 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 Good. To open the show, Randy Orton uh, came out and talked about his victory at the greatest wrestling match ever. Christian comes out to confront him, calling him a jerk, calling him an SOB for... Uh, touting his victory given that edge tore his tricep. Randy Orton takes this as a challenge and offers an unsanctioned match because Christian, I I don't know if in real terms or in kayfabe terms, Christian is unable to compete, I guess, in kayfabe terms. He's he's definitely not ring fit. So So, throughout the night, Christian's contemplating this and Ric Flair even goes up to him and tries to uh, talk him out of it given that he has been in the ring a long time. Uh, Christian later that night accepts the offer of an unsanctioned match meaning that the WWE has nothing to do with it but obviously they do so. I have a feeling that WWE <laughs> so, had something to yeah. do with it I don't know why I, think so I just think they did <laughs> so Christian accepts the offer these two are ready for a match in the main event with both superstars in the ring Ric Flair runs down the ramp tries to stop the match Christian says he needs to do it he needs to do it for Edge as the bell rings the dirtiest player in the game Rick's, Ric Flair drops to an E Gives him the dirtiest of low blows. I've seen a long, long time. I haven't seen a low blow that good. 
mm. in a long time. Ric Flair is the only one who could do it that good. Dude, right in the freaking weenie. Like Ric Flair. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Ric Flair is... Randy Orton. Ric yeah. Flair. Oh, dude. I, oh, I was just going to say, Monster. Rick, when it comes to dirty tactics, uh, even yeah. at like the ripe old age of 133, <laughs> Ric Flair can give a low blow with the best of them. But like that was deadly. <laughs> I felt that. I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Orton takes advantage of this opportunity. Oh, this happened also because Ric Flair and Orton, they're boys. They're boys. They go way back. We're Evolution, Randy Orton and uh, Flair were obviously together then back in the early 2000s, and they've been uh, boys ever since. Randy Orton takes advantage of a down Christian and punts his head off, just knocks his head off. And that was a hell of a punt. And one thing i like to note is that every time Orton punts, he slaps his leg, and there's a whole Tommaso Ciampa and... Orton beef because uh, Orton came at Champa and a, a couple NXT stars for uh, going leg slap school at NXT <laughs> and at the performance center. Leg that, slap that school. NXT, leg yeah. slap school. <laughs> so, I saw me. You know those memes with Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen and pointing at something that they had uh, Champa's face over that with Orton slapping the leg. So I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, th- listen, now this is the point I've been trying to get to. You had to go through the whole car to get to it, but you had, but I had to get there. <laughs> they, I don't know where Orton goes from here. He's stuck. He's so stuck. What is he going to do? Go for the WWE Championship and get destroyed by McIntyre because they're not going to take the belt off McIntyre? And then if Orton wins, what does that make McIntyre? A uh, slump, right? So, so he can't really go that way. If he goes to the United States Championship, he can't really do that either because there's already something in progress with Apollo Crews. So now what? He's just going to walk around squash matching NXT Performance Center guys for the next uh, eight months as Edge <laughs> recovers? <laughs> like, I don't know what to do from here. Like, I-, I would love to see how they work from this, but do you, do you see any angles here? The only comparison I can draw to this is he has to stay with Flair. It has to be something. You know how in AEW yeah, oh, there's yeah. that partnership with Lance Archer and Jake Roberts? Lance Archer yes. Lance Archer by himself could totally do perfectly fine. He is an experienced he's a ex- very experienced wrestler, been all around the world for years, can cut a promo, he doesn't need a mouthpiece. But for yeah. whatever reason, he's got Jake Roberts there and it's a believable pairing. And this is this has potential to be like that on freaking crack. You've got Randy Orton, already yeah. a legend, <laughs> already there. Yeah. And then you have Ric Flair, who is, to some, not me, but the greatest wrestler of all time. And that's a, again, that's that's Roberts and Archer on crack. It's it's this, it's something they could do. It's something that could happen. I That's the only... Definitely could happen. That's the, that could be a good point. But that would but require... I don't know what they would do with that. That would... Re- like, what what would be his angle? We have to figure out what his angle would be. I don't really don't know. Big yeah, Ninja. that would... That would also... <laughs> Randy Orton versus Big Ninja main event of SummerSlam. It's gonna happen. There you go. <laughs> what it could also happen is that another one of Edge's guys comes out of retirement to Ooh. help him out. Ooh. What if he does something with Who Big Show? Think? Big Show. I think... But I think Big Show is actually with Big Ninja. <laughs> Do you really you know? think the two of them are going to go into this freaking program that's going to last more than two weeks? I don't think they're going to call him Big Ninja. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, his 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 proper name is Big Ninja. I have I've not heard anything else. So when when you see Big Ninja, it better be capitalized. <laughs> it's a proper noun. Big Ninja. This given birth name. But um, you I I, I that's going to be over in a couple weeks. 
It is. I think so I can might see, go over to my Extreme Rules. I can see if Big Ninja isn't already challenging for the United States Championship, I think... Or, sorry, yeah. But uh, Big Show... That, that could be a thing. Orton versus Big Show, and he just makes Big Show's life a living hell. Because despite being think, about yeah. 8 feet, uh, 13 inches tall, Big Show is a very, very believable crybaby. And he could pull off the whole Randy Orton making my life a living hell. And Randy Orton could pull off, I just like make pe- like making people's lives a living hell. So they could do that. Yeah. But other than that, I'm not quite sure what uh what they're gonna do with Orton because they really needed Edge yeah. there. They really needed him there for this, and he's not there, so that sucks. <sighs> Let's see where we go from here. That's it for Raw. That's all I got. And speaking of <laughs> Sorry, the big show, speaking of the big show, this week's trivia segment is uh Big Show. It's it's Big Show trivia. That's that's what we're doing. That's the that's trivia. the theme that's this week. Uh, Jaden, would you? <laughs> you go first. I go first. Uh, I I think I won last week, so I will defer. You can uh, ask me first. I'll ask you first. Okay. Yes. Big Show for making his debut in WWE was in WCW, known as the Giant. His first match at WCW was against who? First match WCW. Oh God, they were just gonna put him in this because WCW wasn't huge on putting guys they wanted in the main event against like jobbers. I, oh God, unless they did. I don't know. What? Was it Hogan? I think. I, Jesus, I don't know. I, I'm just gonna guess. I don't <laughs> actually know. I think it might have been Hogan, but truthfully, I have no idea. You are correct. Oh, Hogan is the answer, and not only and not only was it against Hulk Hogan, it was for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. He won that match, as Jimmy Hart purposely got Hogan disqualified, and then turned on on him. So he was the winner of that match. So Hulk Hogan is the correct answer. That that's the furthest thing from putting him into a squash match with a jobber, freaking taking the title off Hogan. <laughs> Literally the furthest okay. thing. So, when Big Show's, all right, here's my first question. I don't think you could be more far away from that. I don't think you could be more far away from beating from a jobber match. That, that, than yeah. going against <laughs> exactly. All right. When Big Show signed to WCW in 1995, he was billed as the son of who? It's easy when you remember what his name was in WCW. Andre the Giant. That's correct. He was the son of Andre the Giant, and that and. I remember watching the Stone Cold Steve Austin was the Broken Soul Broken Skull podcast or Broken whatever it's called, and he's, the Big Show said that that didn't go over well because it, like he felt wrong for doing it because people would go up up to him. He's like, "Oh, I loved your dad. I loved your father." And like people have such an emotional connection to Andre, oh. like legitimate, like like oh they love Andre the Giant so much that and he's been just been lying to them. Damn. Like he, he he had to get he had to get past that because that was such a terrible like he felt terrible for making people believe. That's wild. I've not heard that. All right, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, so it's 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 one and one. We're both we both got it right. All right, I'm next. All right, so Big Show has been the tag. Are you fucking kidding twice. me? I haven't seen. Yes, yes, yes. Are you yes. gonna ask me what three of his partners were? <laughs> I only actually had two. Oh, I was gonna so... ask you three. All right, well, uh, let's see if I can I, I, oh. figure this one out. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with <laughs> Kane. Is that right? Kane. Yes, it's um, <laughs> and would Chris Jericho be another? I think he yes. Was... Okay, okay. I don't know how Wait, I figured that did, out. Did you um? What's it called? You have three. I've got a third. Yeah. And you won a championship with them? Yeah, they were. Or just been tag team? No, he's been tag team champion with four different partners. 
Four? Oh, shoot, I only had two. My, my research has failed me. Oh, yeah, there's uh, there's four. Oh, wow! Okay. Who did you have? Did you have uh, Kane and Jericho as well? I only had Kane and Jericho. Oh, well, this is fun. I guess for an extra <laughs> point, because I don't... I, of course, I can't count my answer. You, this is a this is a freebie. Can you name one of his other partners? <laughs> oh, are they obvious? I wouldn't call them the most obvious. They're it's it's not like it would. Uh, is it okay? Damn it! Is Edge one of them? Edge is not one of them. Uh, uh, the right, other <laughs> the other two were the Undertaker and oh, Big Mike the Miz Mizanin. Oh, okay, definitely. I should have known the Miz. I should have known the Miz. Uh, I remember. I remember in but, 2010 when Miz was like dripped out with like the unified yes. tag team champion belt, and then the United States champion. I'm like, all right. He damn. was Miz three belts before. Was <laughs> he was three belts before it was cool. Uh, I guess <laughs> you want to ask your your hard question or everything? yeah, yeah. Have fun with this one, by the way. Big Show won the Wrestling Observer's Worst Feud of the Year in 1999. Who was it against? 1999? 1999. And it was the worst feud of the year, which implies it was pretty unremarkable. So you're just going to have to really... (laughs) Unremarkable. Oh, no. I'll give you a hint, right? Okay. Half of his uh, counterpart's name, or half of Big Show's name, is in his counterpart's name. Big. I guess big something. I... Oh, no. Maybe it's show. Oh, God. Okay. Let's think of people. <laughs> think big. Attitude Era. Think of uh, the corporation. And those are the only hints I'll give. A corporation? Big. Big. Show. <laughs> <laughs> big. Think of the corporation. He's just just sitting there, big. 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 (laughs) Oh, Oh, man, no. Um, um, I really don't know. Um, The big, big. (laughs) Give give him one more hint. Give him one more hint. Uh, He was was a police officer. Oh! Big boss man! Yes! Well done. (laughs) Alright, okay. Maybe you don't need to give me that one because that one was... Uh... It took you a bunch of hints to get there, but you got there. Alright, here's my question. The Big Show is featured in the Adam Sandler movie, The Waterboy. What was his wrestler name in that movie? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I just watched The Waterboy, yeah, too. Like, I, I was... We got a good one. I, I watched... We got a good one. I watched The Waterboy pretty recently. Like, a month ago. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He was, like, this big superstar. Oh, no. Oh, no. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, like, throw my fridge down a hill when I remember it. I'm gonna be so mad. I, I, Jesus Christ. Was it the Crusher? I, I don't know. That's your final answer? Yeah, it's, it's some generic, it has to be some generic. Or was it, incorrect. like. Incorrect. Huh? It's an incorrect. Yeah, I thought you, I, I only heard correct and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it wasn't the Crusher. Yeah. Captain Insano. Captain Insano, damn it! No! No, oh, I knew that! Captain Insano. I, I remember yeah. saying, like, yeah. Captain, I want to be like Captain <laughs> Insano. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. All right, well, <laughs> I, I, congratulations, Jaden. You, you, beat, you beat me this week. Captain Insano. Did I win? I, yeah, I, I guess wow. you did. You did. 
Well, no, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that up to the viewers. I don't know if I'm, you gave me a good amount of hints. I didn't give you any hints for the last one. So. Didn't see All right, next we will be uh, telling you, the viewer, what we in in uh, in light of the greatest match ever. We will be saying what we think is the greatest match ever. Uh, Jaden, would you like to go first? I'm really interested to hear what you pick. Yeah, I'm gonna go Goldberg. Undertaker, something. Never <laughs> wrong list, wrong list, wrong list. It does include the Undertaker, whoever. I think it's WrestleMania 26. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. Was that in 2010? I, I 20 uh, WrestleMania 26, not the 20, not WrestleMania 25. WrestleMania 26. Yeah, that was 2010. Arizona that was streak really versus match. career that match. Was a great match. So, yes, streak versus career match. I think that and they had two matches that's the thing they had one in Wrestlemania 25 obviously they would take a one and then Wrestlemania 26 which I think is better than Wrestlemania 25 yeah and that's how you know it's so great is that it not only was it was it a match but it was a match that that was a rematch of the year prior and it was better yeah and it was better absolutely so uh, uh Shawn Michaels career on the line one of the greatest uh, one of the greatest if not the greatest in-ring performers in the history of professional wrestling and Undertaker, the cornerstone of the WWE throughout not only the Attitude Era, but throughout almost all eras, even <laughs> to today at this point. You know, um, I think that that match tops a lot of other matches. Uh, there might be other matches that are more technically sound, but when it comes mm. to the meaningfulness of the match, and when I think of the greatest match ever, I think it's something that really meant something to not only the company, but to people and you know, like everyone was watching that match to see because no one, I don't think anyone really knew who was going to come out on top. Yeah. So I thought of the same thing, but when I when I even started to think of the greatest match of all time, I already knew who it was between in 2017 and 2018. In what was, in my opinion, the greatest rivalry in the history of professional wrestling, Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada in New Japan Pro Wrestling, they put on. The best series of matches you'll ever see in the history of ever. And what I believe to be the best match of those, and the greatest match of all time, was their 2 out of 3 falls match on June 9th at Dominion. I watched it once, and then I decided to watch it again because it was that good. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it was definitely more technically sound. Uh, Kenny Omega is yeah. still one of the best wrestlers in the world today, as is Okada. And it was also a very meaningful match because of, I, I mean, obviously it wasn't WWE, so uh, not like many American fans would have known too much about it, but that was at the height of the Bullet Club uh, before they were, yeah. before they, you know, left and started AEW, uh, which again, I'm not going to fault them for, but uh, it was the height of the Bullet Club and... Kenny Omega's time in New Japan was for the it was for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, which is the biggest title in wrestling outside of WWE, or was at the time. You can make an argue for the AEW Championship at this point, but as far as the worldwide stage goes, uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship is extremely prestigious, and the match was just so so good. And if you want to talk about the greatest wrestling match of all time, I I think. Uh, they're a lot more lenient over there in Japan when it comes to the refs and tables and stuff and the ring out counts. So uh, what they did, uh, they were outside of the ring for quite a bit, and one could have easily made a 10 count in the time they were out there, or a 20 count as it is in New Japan. Could have made that a billion times, but uh, Red Shoes, the the greatest ref in the history of Japan, I guess. I love him. Red Shoes. He's just called Red Shoes. He's, He's a ref. He wears red shoes, and he's called red shoes. 
Iconic. Iconic. Uh, it was just an amazing, amazing match. Uh, Kenny Omega hit the most disgusting... I'm sorry if you hear my sister crying in the background. Christ. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Omega hit the most incredible Uranagi I've ever seen. Better than any rock bottom I've ever seen. Better than any any anything. Any, I don't know, side effect by Matt Hardy. It it, it got a physical reaction out of me. It, it made me go back in my chair losing air. I was like... I, it had, it, and wrestling rarely makes me do that. Especially I've, since yeah. I've watched so much of it in the past decade. It's just, oh my god. If you haven't watched it, it's on uh, dailymotion.com because it was a New Japan pay-per-view and you have to find ways, uh, especially here in America. <laughs> just an incredible match. And then I looked it up. on. Uh, I was curious. So I went on to profightdb.com and I looked up the highest rated wrestling matches ever to see where it ranked. And that match is the only match that Dave Meltzer has ever given seven stars. Yeah, Dave Meltzer, you know, he I, I, can't, I take everything he says with a grain of salt. But I understand what you're saying. And, and how I look at it, I also take into account, like, yes, yeah, so for us wrestling fans, that is probably one of the greatest matches ever, right? But for everybody, even the most casual fan knows who Marshawn Michaels is, knows who The Undertaker is. And they had a match that put both of their most important livelihoods online you know that that's how i see it. that's true i I, and, I don't think i could go up yeah. to anybody around here and be like hey yo you know kazuchika yes, okada like, and they'll be like yeah. why are you talking to me yeah exactly <laughs> but if you ask somebody do you know who undertaker is the, and even the most random person on the street they're like yeah i know I, he has some semblance of idea you know who Shawn michael is he has some semblance kenny omega you, you have to be a wrestling mm, fan mate yeah you really do they, yeah. they're not gonna know unless you're the guys in the wwe you know yeah i i don't so just from you do make good points, though. Maybe, maybe not from a main, but as as a huge wrestling fan and somebody that loves good wrestling, it was a two out of three mm. falls match, and it, it ran for like damn near an hour and a half. I swear to God, those guys were practically dead by the end of it. <laughs> uh, just the the spots, the in ring psychology, the yeah. storytelling. Uh, it was really because uh, like twenty minutes into the match. Uh, Kenny Omega's guy in the corner, Kota Ibushi, was ready to throw in the towel, and then he wrestled for another, like, 50-something <laughs> minutes, and I was like, oh, shit, when's, when's Ibushi gonna throw in the towel? When's it gonna happen? And it was just, it's just those little things, that little bits of storytelling. And there was a lot of that with the, uh, the uh, it, it's storytelling, it's wrestling, and of course The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels had that, and I just, I, I just loved both of these matches are really, really good suggestions. I'm not, I'm not saying, oh yeah, Tigger and Michael suck. No, of course it didn't. Yeah, obviously we could have gone with a lot of matches in the early days of professional wrestling, but as people that aren't as as eight to nineteen, eighteen years year olds, we're not, <laughs> you know, I'm not as as fluent in that that I would be an Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, those are. Should we put a poll on Twitter to see who uh, who? Uh... I think you could. Um, uh, we I'll also put a, another poll. I'll to put do, a which poll is... And speaking of polls I'm on mad, Twitter, I'm mad. <laughs> have you uh, have you seen the results for the last gimmick? Uh, I, I I think I did. I think I did a while back, but we we've been away for a while, so things might have changed. But I don't know how the poll was up. How long the poll was up? Either. It was up for a week. This might be uh, the only time anybody's ever said this. The boogeyman beat the Legion of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> We are now so, one in one in the Gimmick Hall of Fame. Uh, my eyes are rolling. Yes. Uh, 
And uh, as the outgoing winner, I'm going to put my nomination first. So, I said the meme was over. It's not. My nomination is Big Ninja! Let's go! Let's go, Big Ninja! Yeah! Where's your hype? I don't understand. Why are you quiet? Stop being quiet. Big Ninja! Yeah! Big Ninja! Big Ninja, Jaden. You see, like, Big Ninja. if you said, if you said, like, Great Khali, then that would have made more sense. No! what's his gimmick? No! To stand there? Why, were you, are you telling me that Big Ninja isn't a gimmick? <laughs> It is a gimmick. Is it a good one? I don't know. I think that that's very debatable. Okay, but on the episode uh, we didn't record, I, I nominated, or the episode that didn't go up, I nominated Kerwin White. Do you mean to tell me that that's at all? You didn't give me shit for that. I'm the, Big Ninja I, is my nomination. Big the, Ninja. This is the first Hall of Fame right. that Big Ninja's going to go into. What's your nomination, right. Jaden? You're wasting your so, time by doing this, but this go ahead the, and uh, give this, us your nomination. This is the first... This is the first Hall of Fame that Big Ninja might go into, but this this guy has already been in the Hall of Fame twice, two times, two rings. Woo! 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 Always duplicated, never replicated. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. I I mean... I, I don't even know what else to say. I, that's all I really even need to say. Ric Flair. This is Ric Flair might bullshit. be the most well-known... Professional, like when you talk about well-known professional wrestlers, it goes Cena and then Rick Flair. Flair. It goes Cena then Flair. Oh, yeah, I think so. And then uh, Rock is definitely up there. Uh, so was Austin. But then uh, I just named the Rock Mount Rushmore, right? So no, you forgot Rick, Rick Big Fla- Ninja, stupid. Listen, Rick Flair, <laughs> two-time WWE champion, obviously a ult of NWA. Also, I can I can go on and on and on forever. If you watch one Rick Flair promo, you know why he is the greatest of all time, hands down. Watch one promo. He, he has a song about him. By 21 Savage Offset, Metro Boom, Ric Flair Drip. I don't Go know what one song bitch. that's made that by song. Big Ninja. I Ric Flair. I aspire to be him at all times. You see me walking around Ithaca. I with aspire my nice suits I as, with my nice watch, with my nice belt. Right. I aspire to be I like Big be Ninja. I want to be Big Ninja. You want to be Big Ninja? I want to be Big Ninja so bad. I want to get Ric Flair's my guy. I want to get enough money. Uh, I, <laughs> I want to get enough money to buy a sword and be cool like Big Ninja. Uh, this is going to be one of the most interesting polls of all time. And not only that, not only has he had an amazing career, and uh, I, I can go th- on and on through his list. It just look, just it, 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 listen. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. It's Ric Flair. He, he's even doing it as of today. Yeah, he is. So he, greatest he, low blow in the history. <laughs> he hit Christian right in the nuts, dude. That was dope. We're not going to talk about how uh, I'm, Big I'm coming Ninja almost throat. killed a couple I've, I've, of I've Vikings with nothing. a sword, but nah, it's fine. Big, you know, Rick, Rick can hit a guy in the nuts, but you know, someone pulls out a giant sword, seven foot three. He's like, oh, who cares? <sighs> I have said nothing but hard hitters, right? You like, like you've given me good. Not you give me one terrible <laughs> gimmick. One good gimmick, and then I, I and Kermit White. <laughs> the boogeyman beat uh, the Legion of Doom. Which is the second time anyone's ever that, said that. Listen, and that is very terrible. That is terrible. I have no idea what people are voting on. They're voting on nostalgia. And even if they are voting on nostalgia, Ric Flair was there. WrestleMania 24 versus Shawn Michaels. Ended his career right there. And another great match that we could also put on that list. Okay, that's cool. But it's a 7 foot 3 ninja. Big ninja, Big ninja hasn't been <laughs> in a match yet. Big ninja hasn't been in a match yet. Big, he doesn't have to. <laughs> this is so dumb. That's going to wrap up the show. <laughs> <laughs> this was a, this was a good episode. Uh, I'm I'm happy to be back. This was a great way to come back. A lot of fun. The raw review took a while, but that's because we didn't 
review any of the other shows, so we gave that the full show because it was a good Raw. That's the thing; it was good. It was a honestly the past two Raws after paper like post pay per view Raws yeah. have been great. Last one with Becky Lynch uh, going after her pregnancy, and and now this one with um, Apollo Cruz making his move, Christian getting his head knocked off, Big Show coming back. They've both been great. So And they just wet the palate for the next coming week. So that's one thing WWE has done really well. Yeah. Post-pay-per-view Raws. Yes, sir, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah. So hopefully more like that. Just maybe don't need a pay-per-view right before it. And, uh, yeah, that was a good episode. Again, happy, very happy to be back. Good week of wrestling, and I believe we're going to go back to Sundays. We just needed to get this one out, get it off our chest, get it get it going, get it going again. And I bid you adieu, as Kenny Omega would say. Goodbye, mwah, good night, bang. Hasta la vista. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Baby.